0: This is an ultimate global podcast. Hello and welcome to our special weekly podcast on trending international and social affairs. You're listening to Sorab Kora and George Mavros from Sydney.
1: So welcome to another exciting episode of the Ultimate Global Podcast. Um, And uh, we have also been running episodes on CEOs, founders and co-founders that I've been telling uh, my listeners in the last few episodes. But along with that, there is another special series of episodes, which is pretty close to my heart. And that is uh, for SDRs, AEs and CSMs. This is pretty much inspired. um, You know, the concept of this is uh, inspired by One of my friends in Germany, to uh, whom I invited in this podcast a few months ago, her name was Helena Claus, and she is uh, kind of running something called as SDRs of Germany. Um, I I thought of bringing that concept back in Australia and calling it SDRs of Australia, Um, but I thought just try to link the uh, existing initiatives that I've already been doing. So through this podcast. Uh, I also want to help other STRs. I also want to help other account executives and CSNs in the market. It's also a good way to help people who are in the same community as you. Uh, so I think this episode is aligned with the, that initiative. And we are today talking about this topic of why mindset matters in sales. Personally, I feel that mindset has got uh, the main uh, main part in sales. Because if you don't have a winning mindset, you can't win sales um, you, if you don't believe in your product. Uh, you can't convince your customers to believe in that. So I think that's one part of it. But I would definitely love to listen more about it from our special guest today. Uh, his name is Keenan Christian. He's uh, joining us from uh, America. And uh, so we are sitting at Ends. So I'm joining from Australia, he's joining from America. Uh, two different continents, but we have been able to get the time together somehow. And he's the SDR at Gong. So maybe Keenan, I'll pass it on to you. Introduce yourself before we talk about the topic.
0: No, thank you so much for the introduction. And thank you for making it happen. Like you said, uh, coming in from Friday, got you all the way across the world on Saturday. It's very cool that we get to talk with other like-minded individuals. But uh, just like you said, I am uh, an SDR at Gong. I've been there for about uh, 243 days. If you see on LinkedIn, I do track it by days, but it's about seven months. I absolutely love the company, love the job and uh, could not agree more with you. I think mindset, the reason I'm excited to talk about this is mindset beyond just like in sales. It's just like the day-to-day mindset that you bring into whatever job you're doing. Like, Obviously, we're going to talk about in the sales capacity, but uh, I feel like most jobs is a lot of skill and effort, but There's that overlining layer of mindset that if you don't bring that right mentality into your day, it doesn't matter how talented you are, how much effort you put out there. It's almost going to be wasted energy because if you bring that kind of like that down, bad, like negative mindset, you're just going to be spinning your wheels and it doesn't really matter how hard you work. But that's just that's just an opinion. But I've seen it be true more than once.
1: Absolutely. And I think uh, I would love to know more from your experience, Keenan, because you are an STR at Gong. Um, how have you felt uh, the role of having a positive mindset, having an optimistic mindset every day uh, when you're coming to sales? Some people also say that don't have an optimistic mindset, have a realistic mindset. Um, don't don't try to think beyond what you can do because uh, you can't do that. Um, but I completely believe in having an optimistic mindset no matter what. Because I believe that having an optimistic mindset brings in that positive energy within you every day that, uh, you know, you can do certain things um, and you can achieve certain things in a week, isn't it?
0: I 100% agree. I know there is that common thought of keep it realistic. uh, Don't don't overestimate what you can do. But uh, Saurabh, I agree with you. Uh, I'm a believer that you have to have almost like obnoxiously optimistic energy because at the end of the day what we do is hard like for SDRs like no one wakes up and says I can't I can't wait to cold call a bunch of strangers like I'm so excited or uh when I was 12 years old thinking about what I wanted to do when I was older I didn't sit there and say one day I'm going to make 200 calls a day and I'm just going to love every second of it so uh, as far as the SDR thing I think if, like, if you're okay with it there, there's three portions of mindset that I think are more important to my day so uh the overall mindset of like the job is one but also the kind of mindset you have going into a cold call because like as my job most of my job revolves around the phone and that last part I would kind of touch on uh, is that mindset of what is your why um, I think those three things for me is what's helped me find success at gong uh, so for starters you kind of already talked about it right when you show up to work right? You're going to have a lot of stuff going on in the personal life. You're going to have a lot of stuff going on outside of work, which it's super easy to sometimes kind of bring that in to your job with you. Obviously, there's some things that take precedent, right? Family's important. There's some things you can't control. But there's other like little mundane things like, let's say, uh, I don't know, like you got stuck in traffic and you're just so frustrated and you're there for 20 minutes and then you get to work and you're just kind of like, Ah, bah, humbug, all upset and stuff. If you bring that to the sales floor and you bring that into the calls uh, or just to your managers and your team, not a ton of people are going to want to be around you and that's not really going to make work the most fun, right? And obviously, if we're going to spend a majority of our time, 40 to 60 hours a week at our job, uh, we want to make the best of it, right? So I think that just reminding yourself to remember that we're blessed, right? I know all of us see right now on LinkedIn, the massive layoffs that are happening across the tech industry. At the end of the day, if you have a job to go to, I think that the biggest mindset to have is gratitude, right? So every single day uh, I wake up very thankful to have a job, thankful to have a career that uh, aligns with my values and uh, thankful that I have an opportunity to uh, bring some kind of uh, financial security to me and my fiance. Uh, So that's the first part for me is just gratitude. Um, As far as the Mindset on a cold call. This is the one that I'm really passionate about. Uh, we we are back in the office, so we're hybrid. So some of it's remote, some of it's in the office. But we we talk a lot on the floor about like how to handle a cold call. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, when you're calling someone, most likely, especially if you're just starting off, you're probably nervous. You're probably a little scared to push dial, right? Um, your prospect's probably going to hear that on the phone. So like an example of someone who's potentially bringing in not the best mindset to a call, uh, would be like, uh, hey, 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 Saurabh, this is um, this is Keenan. Uh, I, know, I know I'm know, i catching you on a cold call. I really don't wanna bother you, but is, is it okay if we kind of talk? I don't sound confident. I don't sound like I'm having fun. I don't sound excited to be on that call. So truthfully, if I was a prospect, it'd be really easy for me to say, yeah, no Keenan, I don't have the time, right? Uh, the different kind of mindset you bring in is you should be so excited that you have that opportunity to actually talk to that prospect. So it's like, Srob, Rob, hey, this is Keter from Gong. How's your Friday going? Hey, I'm catching you out of the blue, but I'll keep it super brief. This is why I'm calling you. Take control of the call, but also let that prospect know that like this is your career. You're proud of it. You're not ashamed of it. And also they could feel that kind of energy through the phone. Um, that's the biggest shift that I saw in my career. Once I realized that the cold call itself is all about the energy you bring to it, that's a massive mindset shift, right? So I don't know what your routine is. Uh, If you're a new SDR, you don't have a routine yet. Figure something out that gets you excited, top on the phone. Some people listen to pump up music. uh, Some people manifest in the journal. Some people do a mock call. Do something to get your energy levels up and then turn your brain on to I am excited to have the opportunity to make this call and I am going to get a pickup. And this person is probably going to take a meeting with me. Um, And then the last part I think is the why. Truthfully, sales is the one of the only careers where we have the ability to dictate how much money we're going to make. Right. A lot of us are based off a commission role. Uh, We get bonuses. That comes directly from the amount of effort and success that we see. So the mindset's gonna directly correlate with how much success you see. But I'd be lying if I said every day was easy. And some days it is really hard to keep that like optimistic mindset. Um, so the last point I would just say is y- you gotta figure out what your why is. So a lot of people, they might not know what their why is. Maybe they just, just got out of school. Uh, they wanna get into tech. STR was available, so they applied, right? And then they show up to work, they start doing the day to day, but they don't have a concrete reason why that's motivating them to go that extra step. So for me, I had to pick a why. Um, I'm engaged, just recently got engaged. I've been with my fiance for about 12 years. uh, And I would say my why is being able to get to a point where we're financially secure enough that she no longer has to worry about working and also, I don't have to worry about, hey, where's that next bill going to get paid from? Hey, is are we going to have to worry about like rent, eating, traveling? So I, my why stays in front of me constantly. Uh, I have this little mouse pad right here with my fiance and my little pup. Uh, this is my reason why. And that's truthfully the main reason I'm able to keep in this positive mindset. Uh, but that's my three points. Would love to hear your opinion, see any questions you have, but for me that's the biggest thing to focus on
1: yeah i think that's uh, phenomenally put forward and first of all congratulations uh to you on your uh, recent engagement uh with your fiance i hope that um, that's that's a very positive relationship coming forward for you in the years ahead um, what i wanted to ask you here and what i want to add add up to what you said is i sometimes feel that you need to have something going on in your personal life as well which is kind of aligned well with your professional life. Uh, When I was interviewed for uh, my current role uh, at my current workplace uh, and there was a question they asked me in the interview it's like why do you think you are the right fit for sales Saurabh? Why not any other role? Why only sales? So I said that I'm mostly doing stuff in my personal life as well which is very much aligned to sales. I told them that I run a podcast. I've been I was running At that time, like for 11 months, and I had recorded around um, 50 episodes. So that's what I told them. I've recorded 50 episodes. Before that, I was uh, running my own podcast as a student. So I tried to build a story. um, And I said that when you're running a podcast, you in fact have to talk to strangers, random people. I've never met them before. And I have to convince them to become a part of my podcast. I have to convince them to become a speaker and sell them the value of the podcast. Um, and that is something which I do as a hobby. I don't do it uh, because I'm paid for it. Uh, and secondly, I, uh, I have recently started with meetups, um, you know, uh, bushwalking, uh, because Sydney is uh, very famous for um, really beautiful coastal walks. So I thought, why not bring in people together? And one of the problems Sydney faces is that it's very hard for people to make friends in Sydney So I thought, let's link these two concepts together um, and form a meetup group. And I named that meetup group, which was called Explore More Over a Walk. Um, And Explore More Over a Walk was strategically named. So what it means is explore more about Sydney, explore more about each other, and explore more about your inner self. And now we have got 900 members in like four months, and we have organized 14 walks in 14 different parts of Sydney. So that is another way of just meeting strangers in my free time. And now when I'm doing that on Saturdays and Sundays or Fridays on the weekend, and then I bring that energy on Monday and Tuesday, it's kind of linking the same thing because I'm still doing the same thing. Um, I am doing, uh, I'm meeting strangers in my personal life, and then I'm bringing the same thing on Monday morning. I'm just doing that for the workplace. So that's one of the things that I feel, you know, if you can start doing something in your personal life, Uh, which helps you to bring in that energy and that confidence of talking to strangers. Um, I think that really helps in
0: sales. Uh, What do you think about that? First of all, congratulations. That's incredible. Uh, That's a lot of walks and a lot of members. And that's that's pretty cool. I've heard great things about the coast of Australia. Hopefully, maybe one day I'll join you on a walk. But uh, I agree. You're cordially Uh, invited. You're invited here for the walks. (laughs) Perfect. All right, we'll make it. We'll make it happen. Maybe, uh, maybe we could do a gong offsite and they'll send me and if not, I'll just make it happen myself. But no, that is uh, incredible. Uh, I agree with you. I think that finding something in your personal life, especially if you're new to sales, right? So uh, you, you obviously naturally like to talk to people and meet new people and like build these relationships. I'm assuming there's someone that's listening to this call that might be terrified of that. Maybe they're a natural extrovert and this is not something that comes uh, first nature to them. I would agree with you 100% to find something outside of work, uh, even if it's just like if you are a a sports fan, right, and there is some kind of event nearby, uh, you could go. You could go with a group of friends, but also I'm assuming there's someone around you in that stadium that also is into the sports game that you're watching, Turn around and ask him a question. Say what's up to him. Talk to him a little bit. Uh, for me, outside of work, uh, I do a lot of things that uh, are more uh, reserved, actually, because I am so extroverted and so on all the time at work. And then when we're around family and friends, I'm the talker, right? I'm the one that gets the group together. Uh, I'm the one that gives the speech at dinner. So outside of work, I find myself doing a lot more like hiking and reading and things of that nature. But Uh, I will agree with you on one thing to feel confident introducing yourself to a stranger and actually building a genuine relationship is a massive key to sales because everyone has this preconceived notion that sales is just pitching a product and calling them and like trying to get them to buy right away. That, and you know, firsthand, that is not how it works. There is a high chance that the person on the other end of that phone call on the demo in person doesn't need your product, right? Because you can't make assumptions getting the opportunity to actually just ask questions and meet them and have a conversation is going to open up an avenue of sales for you that you might not have had before um i think a fun thing to do would be like going on those walks and things of that nature but even like uh there's a golf course for example near my house and i think that golf is one of those like you do it by yourself you're a little solo you're trying to focus in Uh, I'm going to challenge myself to maybe the next time I'm out at the driving range, maybe try to talk to the guy next to me. Obviously not in the middle of a swing. He might not like that. But uh, if there is someone there, I might just lean over and just say, hey, I've seen you here before. Like, What's your story? My name's Keenan. And just see how that goes, because I think that's a very clever idea.
1: Well, you can try it in the middle of the swing as well. Um, hopefully he doesn't swing you away out of the out of the ball stadium after that. I'll let you know. Uh, this, 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 it is going to go absolutely wrong. Uh, but one of the things that is really coming to my mind, I want to ask you is, uh, some of the people, as you said, might be uh, watching this episode and seeing that, you know, Saurabh and Keenan are talking about these fancy things of positive mindset, winning mindset. And they are talking about these uh, ingredients of, What really makes a winning mindset or what really makes a positive mindset? But from thinking from someone's perspective um, or or any SDR, new SDRs joining in, uh, what do you feel it takes to build that mindset? Um, You know, is it something that they need to do from their end before they join the role or just immediately after they join the role? Um, Personally, I feel that, you know, there is a mix of both. Um, Mm -hmm. It is a mix of uh, uh, mutual relationship in this regard which happens between the employee, uh, the SDR and the employer, the company that they are joining. I feel that the company also has got some role to play while they Mm -hmm. are onboarding those SDRs um, in helping them sometimes build
0: that mindset. What do you feel? I think you hit it on the head. I would agree that I think you said it earlier when we first started like picking a company that you truly align with as far as values goes is going to make it a lot easier to build that winning mindset. Uh, I've, I've been blessed enough to work at companies where I truly believe in the product. Um, and so it's a little bit easier to get that winning mindset because I physically believe in the thing that I'm selling. Um, but I think it's twofold. Like you said, as, as an employer, if there are employers watching this and you have a new SDR that might be, uh, nervous or shy, or maybe doesn't have that winning mindset, Uh I think almost breaking it down and like interviewing them and asking them what their values are. Earlier when I talked about like my why, right? I was lucky enough to kind of find that through like family and friends. But maybe there's people listening to this have never thought about a why they do something. They just think, well, because I need a job and I need money. What do you mean why? Uh I think taking time and actually making like a it doesn't have to be a vision board or like a pros and cons list. But just write down like physically like i have journals all around me like i spend a lot of time journaling figure out what the most important thing to you is it could be uh freedom like maybe time is the most important thing to you you want to be able to uh travel when you want um maybe family is the most important thing to you um maybe money is the most important thing to you and you really just want to be able to buy nice things hey everyone has their own reason why but i am a firm believer that until you actually can pinpoint your reason why It's going to be hard to build up this like, quote unquote, winning mentality, because then the days that get tough, you're going to have nothing to anchor yourself to. So the biggest tip for a new SDR, a new salesperson, or maybe even a sales leader that is having trouble staying motivated and having that winning mindset, uh, take like 20 minutes to 30 minutes and just sit with your own thoughts, right? If that's a journaling, awesome. If it's like a meditation form, great. Uh, If it's literally just laying there in your room, just letting your thoughts go, figure out something that you could grab a hold of that keeps you motivated on a daily basis. Um, Actionable things that aren't as like metaphysical as like journaling and meditating and all that stuff. Uh, I would say try to find a mentor, like align yourself with somebody that you think has the values that you have that is seeing success in the business that you're trying to get into and then shadow them schedule time to talk with them, do do a coffee walk with them. If you work with them, like if it's a coworker that you're trying to emulate, tell them, tell them that they motivate you for these reasons and you would love to learn for them. Uh, I think that we both would agree surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals that have that same goal as you is going to be the easiest way to accelerate your growth in sales. Uh, but also those days where it's a little hard to keep that winning mindset, you could pick up the phone, talk to your mentor, and they'll walk you through it. So That's the two things I would do. One's a little more metaphysical, but at the end of the day, just pick one person that you look up to, ask them to mention if they say no. Well, you can still learn from them, right? You just might be a little annoying, like that shadow behind them, but it's okay. They're going to eventually let their guards down.
1: Of course, I think uh, having a mentor in life is absolutely important. Um, And uh, that can be a good way for you to kind of simulate their journeys, understand what wrong things that they have done uh, from their experience. Because uh, I think in the beginning, like you and me, we sometimes gain the skills. We learn a lot of things. But uh, the only thing we might lack at the end of the day is experience. Uh, One of the beautiful things that my sales manager always says me that, I think, Saurabh, you have everything, but you just don't have experience. Um, And there is nothing wrong in that. Um, As in how you gain more experience, you will find more mistakes that you can do. So try to find more mistakes that you can do over a period of time, because more the mistakes you do, faster you will learn in your role and faster you will grow in that. So I think uh, that's somehow one of the learnings for me from this part. Um, another thing that I want to talk to you is uh, there are a lot of challenges. As an STR, we face a lot of challenges on a day-to-day basis. And it can be related to not uh, meeting the budgets, not meeting the targets. It can be, you know, related to anything going on in the office. Maybe the workplace environment today was not that healthy uh, or something like that. So how do you meet those challenges, Keenan, in your your life uh, and make sure that you're able to hit your targets pretty well i i read one of your linkedin posts from one of your colleagues yesterday i don't i don't remember her name and you were hitting on a gong uh, along with her and uh, caspin and she she said something about you in that post. She said that you were able to set 20 meetings or something like that in december and that was eight more than your quota. So, you know, uh, that can be a good uh, question for you um, as to how you face challenges and how were you able to hit your required quota. or we'll achieve that, by the way?
0: Yep. Thank you, no, thank you for that. No, that was uh, that was Kimmy who made the post. It was me, her, and Caspian who hit the gong. And that was, it was a fun month. But uh, before talking about just the, like being able to hit 21 in December, I think that the challenges that we face on a day-to-day basis, I, a lot of the times feel like life or death. I, I love my job. I love our industry. I love tech. But one thing I think would be very powerful to remind yourself of if you're starting to feel like the weight of the job coming down and you carry that stress home, we're, we are not saving lives. We are not doctors. We're not firefighters. We're not surgeons. At the end of the day, it is not life or death, right? So take a breath. And it's never as bad as it seems, just like it's never as good as it seems, right? So I think constantly reminding ourselves of what we do, absolutely have passion for your job and work as hard as you can. But if you find yourself like just eaten up by anxiety at the end of the day, because you weren't able to do the thing you set out to do, take a breath. Remember, you're going to have another day tomorrow. And I constantly tell myself, this is a joke I say to coworkers all the time when I start to get worked up. I got to remind myself like, We are not out here saving lives. It could be a lot more serious. Like I could be a surgeon with a patient on my table whose their life is literally in my hands. We, however, we are booking meetings for opportunities to sell them awesome software, which is great. But the worst thing that happens is we miss our number and maybe postpone our promotional path, maybe don't hit it. So it could always be more serious. But uh, as far as the mindset of over-attainment, I think that... For one, I don't want anybody on this call to think that I haven't struggled. I've definitely had a bad month where I wasn't hitting the number and I was trying to figure out how to do it. Uh, And I think the switch that got implemented into the brain is a lot about what we talked about when we first started and that mindset on the cold call. Um, A lot of people, uh, I always brag that one of my favorite things happen on a cold call is to get the other person to laugh, right? Bring that human element into it. Uh, a lot of people think that when you're making a cold call, talking to like CEOs, VPs of sales, that it's going to be very serious and that everyone's going to be like, oh, no one, they're going to be angry. They're people at the end of the day, right? Like they're just, an, they're a guy. They probably got kids. Uh, they probably have a girlfriend. They they probably also enjoy uh, going to the golf course. Like they're, they're humans just like me and you are. So I think bringing that human element into the call and just reminding yourself that at the end of the day, the worst that can happen is they're going to say no it gives you a lot more fuel. Uh, we call it reckless abandonment. I would almost say, if you're not getting to your number, right, ask yourself, did I do everything I can? Did I make 100 dials, 200 dials? Or did I make like 15 dials, get told no twice, and then like reserve into myself, right? Because it's a numbers game. So I hope this kind of answers the question. I wish I had like this secret silver silver bullet a like this is exactly what you say to book meetings but it's really just don't give up just because you hear a no hearing a no is not bad right hearing a no means awesome I don't have to waste your time anymore I could go find somebody else who this makes more sense for and so if you had to sum it up in a word or a hashtag uh, I would say reckless abandonment
1: I think that's perfectly put forward by you Um, And I would I would have a similar answer to that, that, you know, at the end of the day, you're talking to a human, Um, you're not talking to a machine, Uh, you're not talking to a technology. So you're talking to human who has got emotions, Mm -hmm. um, who might be having an equally busy busy day or maybe busier than yours, um, who might be having 20-25 emails coming to him. And out of those 20-25 emails, your email is somewhere in between. Um, you might be getting, uh, they might be getting hundred calls, uh, 20 from their internal team, 10 from their boss. And in between you have called them in their busy routine. And sometimes they're not happy and they're like, why, why have you called us right now? We are not free. Can you call us later on? So, you know, that happens on the cold call. Sometimes uh, salespeople take it personally as well. Mm-hmm. I used to take it personally when I joined the startup, um, before I was doing the current role, I used to take it very seriously. Uh, If someone used to tell me that, don't uh, talk to us now and call us uh, afterwards. So I think that's one of the things that I I, uh, kind of understood with experience, with a bit of experience is that, you know, at the end of the day, they are humans and there needs to be that uh, interaction which is a human-to-human interaction, not a human-to-machine interaction at the end of the day, isn't it?
0: A hundred percent. I think you hit it on the head when you think about the number of calls and emails they're getting. It's super easy when we're sitting here at our home office uh, or at work to assume that the prospect is thinking about us as much as we're thinking about them. We think that they should be totally free. Like I just, I sent a great email. I spent 10 minutes on it. How dare they not respond to me? Or if you finally get them on the phone and you know for a fact that like your product can't help and they say, no, we take it so personally. Uh, I think you made a very valid point that a lot of the times it might be their hundredth call of the day. Uh, Another thing to say on that earlier on in my career, I would almost remember like the names of individuals that like hung up on me, told me, no, told me to go kick rocks. I would like remember it and I would like just sit there and like, Constantly think about it, and then their name yes, would come back remember. up. I still remember. <laughs> you have their names burnt into your brain, right? They don't leave. Uh, I have. Uh, so we use all different things to make our calls, but uh, sometimes these names would pop up on the screen, and I would get like PTSD, and get a little scared. Like, okay, I'm not going I'm not gonna call them today, because I assumed they're gonna remember our exact conversation from four months ago. Anyone who's listening to this, this is a promise. 99% of them don't remember you. Don't remember the call. They were probably busy when they answered. A lot of those people that told me no when I first started, started, I have booked and they've said yes since. And we're now like friends on LinkedIn and things have changed. So don't let one no shut you down completely because that just means no right now. We have a very long career ahead of us and that doesn't mean it's a no forever. I had a very interesting
1: day a month ago, around one, one and a half months ago, uh, when I was doing outreach to uh, some of our inbound leads. Mm-hmm. So on that day, I saw both the sides of um, you know, receiving a good reply from a customer and also receiving the worst reply of, from a customer as well um, that you can get. So I think I reached out to both of them in a very similar mm-hmm. fashion. Um, I gave them a call, I sent them an email pretty much similar to that and uh, I also connected with them on LinkedIn one of the customers messaged me that I really like your proactiveness um, because I just uh, uh, you know inquired about the product yesterday on the website and you have already reached out to me on different platforms so I'm really happy about that and I will be connecting with you and the other customer was uh, in fact unhappy about the fact that I reached out to him on different platforms. He said that I feel that's a bit pushy. Um, you shouldn't have reached out to me on different platforms. And I kept on thinking about it for two or three days um, <laughs> to to kind of understand that maybe I can change something in what I'm doing on a day to day basis. But then I thought that there are customers who are taking perceiving you in a different way, and then there are another set of customers who are perceiving you in a completely different way, which, you know, you are not even aware of when you are doing those actions. So has any similar incident happened with you as well?
0: Yes. And before I answer, let me ask you, Sarabh, would you have done anything differently now, knowing that one was happy and one wasn't? Or do you still feel value in the way that you approach them?
1: I think I'll just continue doing the same thing because, uh, you know, I have reached out to Maybe, you know, hundreds of them. Mm-hmm. And only two of them replied in that fashion. So that's a very small sample size for me to mm-hmm. say that I should stop doing uh, or I should change the way I'm doing the things. Because mm-hmm. if only two out of, say, 500 people say no and 498 don't have any objection, then I've mm-hmm. convinced 99% of them. So I've done my job.
0: <laughs> I love that. Yes, that's word for word what I was going to say. Uh, it happens often. Where you develop a rhythm, you develop a certain cadence that you're going to do, whether it be like an email approach, and then you follow up with a call, and then a LinkedIn message, and you start feeling good about it because you see success. And then you have the people that do respond sometimes, where it's probably not the best response, and it kind of haunts us for a little bit. Uh, they definitely stick with me, but I will say that like the more I do it, and like the older I get, and the longer I've been in sales, I've kind of like. Remove myself from the outcome, which is another point on mindset. I think that if you completely rely on the outcome of what's going to happen and you focus all of your energy on like, I'm only going to be happy if I get a yes, it's going to be a really hard job being in sales. So I think detaching yourself from the outcome, number one, super important. Uh, But also number two, remember that like negative events psychologically stick with us longer than positive events. It's just how our brains work. So it's very natural for you to think about it for two days, but I bet you, you probably booked someone that same day and you forgot about it immediately and moved on to the next one, right? Totally. So I think just remembering that it's not as bad as it seems. It's normal for you to think that you did something wrong, but at the end of the day, we're dealing with people. You got to put yourself in their shoes. Like maybe they had a really bad day maybe that was the absolute worst time for them to get an email or a call. Uh, Maybe we were the 10 hundredth SDR to do it to them and they finally said something and there might be a super nice person that was nice to the next one. So I think as long as you detach yourself from the outcome and you feel good about the type of outreach you did, right? That's why I asked you, like, would you do it again? If the way you are reaching out to your prospects aligns with your personal morals and values and you don't think you did anything wrong, then just move on. Don't even worry about it. You get that negative no. You get that person to yell at you. You get that really mean email. Look at it. Remove it. Put them in a remind them in a month that I'm going to call them again sequence. And then just keep going. Like, I don't think there is anyone on earth that isn't going to think about it for a second. I think the winning mindset, though, is saying, all right, I'll get you next time. And then moving on.
1: Um, Before we end today's episode, one last question for you is, this concept of uh, patience and empathy, I think uh, it's getting more and more popular and more people say about this uh, This particular notion is that, you know, when you're dealing with tough customers, sometimes you need to show a lot of patience and be empathetic towards them because at the end of the day, they are your prospects, they are your customers. Um, and as salespeople, it's it's kind of your job to respect what they are saying um, in, in and say things to them in a very diplomatic manner um, Mm -hmm. and not say a no-no on their face Mm
0: -hmm. so
1: what do you have to say on that part because I feel that from my experiences I feel that uh, showing patience towards your customer is pretty important Uh, sometimes you know they're not in a good mood they might yell at you they might say things on the phone which might not be correct Mm -hmm. Um, so you have to hear that sometimes they might end up saying something about your product and they said Mm -hmm. And they might start comparing your product with your competitors on the phone. And they might say that, oh, the price looks pretty expensive. I Just had a demonstration with another product two days before. Um, and I had the conversation with one of the customers, I think, two months ago. He said that you guys are offering a very high price. Uh, the other company I had the product uh, demonstration with was offering 50% um, discount. Um, you know, so that's that's the kind of things that you keep on hearing a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, especially now. And that's when objection handling uh, plays a very very vital role. Uh, knowing about your product, knowing about your market, understanding mm-hmm. who your correct customer persona is, and whether you are really talking to your right customer fit or you're just wasting your time by talking to anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know, for example, the 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 product that I sell, uh, we generally don't target the uh, companies which are which are price sensitive because we know that you know our product is not a right fit for them. So, have you had similar experiences uh, with regards to patience and
0: empathy? Uh, Very much so, and very recently, I actually did a LinkedIn post about it last night. We can't always just assume that we're right, right? Making assumptions is never a good thing. And I think uh, leading with patience and empathy, the outcome of my call last night would have gone differently. Um, I did everything right. Perfect talk track, perfect pitch. They told me their pain. I knew exactly how our product could solve for it. Everything was perfect. They even said, wow, that sounds awesome. Like, that would totally help us. But they but they didn't take the meeting, right? Uh, after the call, just like we're talking about, I immediately started thinking, what did I do wrong? Why did this happen? All these different things. Luckily with the product that we uh, work for, we're able to get insights on our calls immediately. So I was able to listen back to it. So, Rob, I had no patience. I was talking over him. I was, cause I thought I knew exactly what to say. So I was thinking about what to say before they said it. And I I wouldn't even let the person talk. Like I had no patience whatsoever. And then the reason they couldn't take the meeting actually made sense, right? And if I would have led with empathy and patience and listened and slowed down, the outcome of that would have been a lot different. But just to expand on the whole thought of empathy, especially right now, like we all know that we're in a different market and environment than we were in 2021, right? In 2021, companies had extra money. So nice to have products and nice to have things would work we are not in that same environment right now. And if we don't understand that going into these calls, that the individuals that we're reaching out to most likely have a plate full of problems that they're trying to solve for, and the employees that they're trying to keep employed and safe, we gotta remember that as we're calling. So not necessarily viewing yourself as a salesman. I think with empathy and patience, like you're saying, we're almost viewing ourselves as a consultant, like a friend like a therapist, right? Like somebody, a coach. We have to know what we're prescribing first, right? Use the example of like a doctor's office visit. You don't walk into a doctor's office and then just automatically prescribe you with a bunch of different prescriptions. They haven't even asked you what's wrong yet. They don't even know you. You have to actually get to know them first. So if you find yourself maybe feeling less less empathetic, not having a ton of patience, try to imagine putting yourself in their shoes, because most likely if you're an SDR watching this, you have one job, right? That's to make calls and to book meetings, right? If you're uh, uh, an SDR who does more than that, it's probably maybe closing the deal. The people we're reaching out to have 15 to 20 jobs, hundreds of people internally reaching out to them, externally reaching out to them. They got families at home they got to take care of. There's a lot of external pressures to succeed. Remember that when you go into the call and don't be the 74th person to just automatically pitch them and shove a product down their throat. No, like be a human, get to know them, lead with empathy, and then stop talking and just listen.
1: And I think that's one of the critical elements as well. Uh, You know, listening to your customers, spending a lot of time on uh, shutting your mouth up and uh, opening your ears, listening to your customers. Uh, That is something, you know, uh, sometimes we as salespeople forget about it when we are so busy talking about just about our products and nothing else. But I think it's equally uh, important for us to give more time for the customers to speak. Because sometimes I feel that when you are listening to your customers very patiently for five minutes, they might end up telling you something very, very critical related to their business. Um, Because you have given them the chance to just speak about their the product or the requirements that they have and they start sometimes uh, when i'm talking to the customers they start telling something some stories about their business and their employees oh we have got four offices here in australia we've got uh, 30 employees um some of them are contractors some of them are laborers um yeah and i'm currently out for vacation i'll be back on um, next friday but uh, you can give me a call afterwards I haven't even asked him when is he he coming back to the office. He keeps on telling me that. So I keep on noting it down. I can put a follow-up class for next Friday when he's back out of vacation. So, you know, these kind of little, little things in between the lines, um, if you can pick that up as a salesperson, I think that's great. I try to be very organized in that. Mm -hmm. uh, That whenever I'm having a call, I'm having another screen on, on the side open with that. And that's mm-hmm. the screen of my CRM. Um, and I keep on noting down whatever they are telling, even if, if it is a little thing, small thing, because uh, I can always look back at that conversation next time when I follow up with them and I know exactly what they told me in the last conversation. But yeah, I think that's pretty uh, important. Do you have
0: any final comments? I just think it's funny that we did full circle, right? Cause we're ending with empathy and patience and we're talking about this idea of listening. This is a mindset thing in itself. If your mindset is that you're right and it's all about you and it's not about the prospect, you won't have patience or empathy. So once again, full circle, the mindset that you carry into your job is important on multiple different levels. And I think you hit it on the head. So many different ways to have a positive mindset, but you actually have to daily remind yourself. It's not something you're born with. It's not something that's just gonna stick with you. It's a daily reminder. It's not easy. But just taking those few minutes to make sure that you have that right mindset, just like Saurabh said, it's going to lead to your prospect opening up and talking to you. A person saying yes after they told you no last week. Like there's so many different things. And honestly, I'm just loving talking with you. I could go forever. But that is a perfect way to uh, end and wrap it up if you agree.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much, Keenan. Really appreciate that. Uh, really appreciate you taking time on a Friday evening for uh for our podcast and uh, i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did
0: definitely did no this was this was a lot of fun and it's just so cool uh we're in on different days on different sides of the world but we're very similar and we have the same passion so i think it's super cool and that's why i love what you do with this podcast is just connecting like-minded people who want to better themselves uh so i tip my hat to you man that's very impressive
1: Thank you so much, Keenan. Really appreciate that. And I hope to see you on another day, maybe talking about different sales topics because sales, a technology sales is not going anywhere and it's it's evolving every day. There are new things to learn. I'm sure that we'll have some new things to learn as you grow your career in 2023.
0: Yes, I'm open for it. Let's do it. This is an ultimate global podcast. Hello and welcome to our special weekly podcast on trending international and social affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney.